Welcome back, Vitamizers, to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, I'm Allison here in Austin, Texas with Slenderella and your co-hosts, Nurse Doza and Baldo at Tex-Mex Yogi. We're so excited to bring the show back. Sorry we've been gone for a few weeks, but we've got some excellent episodes coming out, as well as um, I'm sure Baldo and I will at least record one while we are in Barcelona over the New Year, so look out for that one. Before I introduce today's guest... The How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is recorded at MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Okay, so today's guests are the founders of Boomy Cane Water, uh, Elora and Arpit, and they've got a really interesting story. So I know we've ranted against sugar a lot on this show, but these guys make a case for sugar when it's harvested properly, and I think y'all are going to really find it interesting. These guys uh, are doing some amazing humanitarian things as well as just building an incredible company based in Austin and we love them a lot and we think you guys will too. So give it up for Boomy Cane Water on the How Do You Health podcast. Awesome. Welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. Uh, we are here with Elora and our pit founders, co-founders of Boomy Cane Water. So we're excited about uh, about talking with you guys. I met We met you guys, or I met you at Christina's event wealthy, who wealthy. at Wealthy Wealthy and I saw you for a little bit there but I didn't get to actually have a nice conversation with you which we're about to I'm mm-hmm. um, excited about that and then of course we have Nurse Doza here so that means that we're probably going to talk some health we're going to talk some vitamins and uh, yeah I'm Tex-Mex Yogi so let's uh, let's uh, let's get this party started so Arpin and I were talking before this about agriculture and farming and I'm just going to jump. I'm going to jump into this because I don't actually get to talk about this, and this yes. is this is one of our big passion projects. I know, Laura, we talked about it before at Christina's event. So, what is? Y'all have a bigger mission. Mm-hmm. 
than just um, a refreshing, delicious sugar drink, right? What What is the the passion behind Boomi and why y'all y'all are doing what y'all are doing? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, and uh, originally, I'm from India, which has different tradition with sugarcane juice, and it basically comes down to culture, religion, health aspect of cane water. However, um, in 2013, I came to New Orleans to study and uh, that city reminded me of Mumbai. Uh, and I used to be an international table tennis athlete for Indian team nice. in Kong. <laughs> uh, and cane water was something very, very popular. Millions of people consumed it. Um, and uh, I grew up on it basically. Everybody, Gatorade or artificial beverages were not accessible to my community because they were just not there. Uh, so we, I grew up on coconut water, cane water, and you know, naturally occurring beverages. Uh, so coming back to New Orleans, I started playing here in New Orleans. The city re- reminded me of Mumbai because of its humi- humidity. And I was like, Do, is there c- sugarcane water here? Um, and that's how we learned that sugarcanes are grown here. What we also learned most importantly was uh, along the way, um, how uh, is the history of sugarcane mm-hmm. in the Western Hemisphere and specifically in the United States? And uh, that uh, I also give a lot of that credit to Elora uh, because uh, she was uh, an educator uh, in public school in New Orleans and she was in the community and had read and learned and experienced a lot about the community and how sugarcane, uh, history of sugarcane has impacted African American community in particular. Uh, so we started learning about, okay, but basically we could trace back not just the health disparities that we see f- from refined sugar in today's world we can also trace uh, um, economic disparities mm-hmm. that we see today in the society to the sugar trade um, and you, you can trace it back to you know basically why th- 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 to slavery and discrimination uh, uh, sugar plantations were uh, uh, providers of uh, revenue to it fueled the colonization efforts and uh, we learned that if we have to be a sugar successful sugarcane juice company we cannot be do it with the status quo mm-hmm. uh, we have to do uh, we have to support uh, uh, farmers of color specifically african american sugarcane farmers one of the s- strongest piece of uh, fact that we learned uh, was um, 20 years ago there used to be 60 african american sugarcane farmers in louisiana today there are four uh, and this this is the same trend that you could see across the farming community in the United States, uh, there is less than 2% African-American, sh- uh, there are less than 2% African-American sugarcane farmers. Farmers in general. In general. Just Sorry, farmers. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 less than 2% uh, African-American farmers in the United States and less than 0.4% are landowners. And this is reduction of more than 80% over the past 80, 90 years. Um, so it coming back to the fact that like, uh, are we going to be a company that promotes equity, that promotes uh, equitable society, um, or are we just going to be a company that, um, you know, is of course great product is really important, but we wanted to be a purposeful people and, you know, it came from the team that we have. Elora brought in a, a lot of education to me uh, uh, because I'm not born here, but I got quickly into uh, understanding, especially when you work with farmers and when you learn from them, they become your family, like brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's really hard 
to not do justice uh, with them. Uh, so that this is the whole theme that how Bhumi uh, takes actions today. Um, and you know, so Ilora, maybe you can add in something here. Yeah, but I mean, we we can talk forever about our mission because it's something we live and breathe. Um, my, as you said, like our pit was coming from the east, and there's a whole other culture from the west. So it's like this east meets west contradiction of how we see health. We in America, we like refined, easy meals. In India, everything is like cooked fresh. Everything is from nature. There's Ayurveda, which is the study of knowledge. Yeah. So like essentially, what can we learn to heal our bodies from Mother Earth? Yeah. And here in the U.S., it's essentially like ibuprofen will help, you know, when you feel sick. And yeah. I think we're just we're just trying to connect Earth to the, the sugarcane uh, revolution. We see it. So thinking about how we focus on health, how we focus on farming, and how we focus on the planet. So our bottles will also be made out of sugarcane, which is another component that I'm really passionate about, um, which goes back to the regeneration piece that yeah. you talked about agriculture. That was your main question from yeah. the beginning. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, well, I get it, and I have so many follow-up questions because of it. So we'll get back to the regenerative agriculture because yep, yep. I know we'll talk about it. But sugarcane, mm -hmm. all right? It's funny that we're talking about sugar cane because I've always said the biggest problem we have in this country is sugar, sugar. Mm -hmm. and sugars in everything. But this is different. Yep. Mm -hmm. Why is sugar cane water different than just sugar? Uh, great question. Yeah. Um, so sugar cane in its, uh, so sugar cane is like a bamboo, looks like a bamboo. Six feet long grass. And yeah. it is not a, a fruit or not a vegetable. It's a grass. So if you look in grass family, and the powerful that power that they bring from their nutrition, like wheatgrass, yeah. is a cousin to sugarcane grass. Uh, when you squeeze, the which and sugarcane has 80% water content. In its, you know, when you squeeze it, that's the water that comes out, and that's what we use here. However, when you burn it and when you reduce it via evaporation and boiling and chemical practices by stripping off other nutrients and chemicals and if it is when it becomes granulated Refined, it yeah. just has you know pure sucrose which basically dissolves into your blood like it's energy basically straight up yeah and it mm. doesn't bring in any uh, uh, qualities uh, as compared to what cane water is Scient uh, uh, chemically like the chemistry wise cane water has uh, complex carbohydrates uh, because you know it it is in that form but as you keep on breaking that uh, them via, via harsh processes it becomes simpler and simpler and simpler and you know and that impacts the body really badly uh, and you know if sh uh, refined sugar can be you know traced to autoimmune diseases as well um, and uh, that's why we are like going back when you're studying about sugarcane water we can see that how um, even in Ayurveda sugarcane has been revered for centuries um, and that's the basic difference that we are trying to educate to people is that cane water does not equal cane sugar or refined sugar. Wow. Yeah and, and it's interesting because uh, I, I grew up in a border town and, and a lot of my mm -hmm. family lives in Mexico and I always thought bamboo and sugarcane were the same thing because we used to go along the, the riverbanks and right. just grab them and just like <laughs> chew on them yeah. and it was like Energy, the yeah. most delicious thing ever and and it was interesting because it was just like these tall grass things yeah. that were like brownish or Absolutely. like tannish mm -hmm. and you just break them and, yeah. and you can just hit things with it and yeah. it would like <laughs> you know it was it, it was a fun thing to do when you were like four years old you know yeah. five years old yeah. and you just go along the riverbank and yeah. just break them and they would just taste amazing yeah right and yeah. it was just like whatever it's it was nature's uh, energy for you it's from the nature it's one of the oldest crop known to mankind uh, or, or, or the 
in in Mexico we call it agua de caña. Oh right? yeah, like, yeah, agua de caña. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, you know, but that's what we found, story. actually, is like actually 50% of the world, except the United States, knows about cane water. So like in Africa, they have different uses for it. But in India, you drink sugarcane juice when you, ha when you have jaundice, so the disease of the liver. And so sugarcane juice is, has a healthy, I mean, you can explain it yeah, better. Yeah, it is good for, it has certain qualities that are good for the liver. Uh, and recently, Paleo Foundation, which is one of the foundations that gives Paleo certified uh, certification to products, they released in September 2019 a consensus report on why sugarcane juice is paleo and demonstrating the health benefits of sugarcane juice coming from the science scientific studies, coming from their uh, com paleo community and coming from uh, the paleo experts like Rob Wolf. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that came out and that has changed, you know, that is something that we, we, we love because that supports our assumptions. Uh, and what we are trying to um, share with the people, speci uh, especially in the United States. And I think what you guys are doing is just like, you're so much about education, and you guys are just really tackling that piece. Is like, actually, let's talk about and let's learn about what we can do for our bodies instead of just like listening to what is mainstream told about um, health. And so I just really appreciate the work that you guys are bringing to. Well, thank you. I mean, look, whenever we talk about a company, especially like Baldo and I, we y'all do tons of events and y'all do tons of demos and all that. You know, we do pop-ups. That's what we call it in mm -hmm. our world, right? Mm -hmm. So um, whenever we start talking to someone, they like, well, so what is this product? Just like y'all, right? And right. then after they hear it, the follow-up question usually is, so tell me your story. Why yeah. did y'all create this? Tell me like why you're doing this, mm -hmm. right? These are complex carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. That's what you're telling me right now, mm -hmm. which is incredible. And the fact that you're going into regenerative agriculture mm -hmm. and talking about the idea that this is essentially giving back to Earth, taking the beautiful nutrients that it is found in Earth, mm -hmm. and benefiting the human body, you have on your in your hands here, this is the gift of health, <laughs> right? I mean, essentially, when you, anyone drinks Boomi, you're saying you're getting healthier. Mm -hmm. There's not too many drinks on the market that can say that. Even the ones that promote to athletes, mm -hmm. they have a bunch of refined sugar in them right. and a bunch of empty calories. You're literally saying not only are we making healthier when you drink it, but every time you take something out from our bottle, it's also benefiting this earth. Yes. That's incredible to think about. So let's talk about, let's talk about agriculture. So you mentioned minority right. farmers. Mm -hmm. Until y'all actually brought that up, I never thought about it that way. Minority mm -hmm. farmers, I think of are like my dad mm -hmm. growing up on the cotton field and picking cotton every day after work and or even growing up from school. And so he used to joke with me. He'd say, you know what organic food was? <laughs> he goes, we didn't call it that. We just went in our backyard, mm -hmm. picked something up, dusted it off and, and ate it. Mm -hmm. Like that's organic, right? That was real food. Mm -hmm. But you have this separation nowadays where one, we don't know the source of our food, where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And then two, like I told you before, I don't know farmers. Mm. I grew up in a city, right? My dad grew up on a farm mm. and yet he's done everything he can to get away from that mentality. And I'm just like, but dad, I don't know how to grow food. Right. I don't know what you know. And it's kind of this disconnect that we're having in this culture today. Everything's delivered to us from Uber and Favor. Mm -hmm. I mean, at HEB now, I don't even have to go in and pick out my food. Somebody just brings it curbside to me. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the benefit of it. Now, you're going back 
to the roots and you're talking to farmers, what, what are the farmers telling you about agriculture nowadays? Well, what's really interesting is that we we had to really reach out to far the farming community because the farming community has been so distant and because and that's in part because big agriculture has kind of taken the beauty of knowing the land and and the small farmer away from the public so it's a two-way street consumers are distancing themselves from knowing what's in their food and that's allowed big agriculture to really exploit our food process and therefore the land so it took us a while to actually find one, farmers would work with us to do something different with sugarcane because the sugarcane industry is kind of like a mafia industry. Um, and so it almost took us a year to really uh, find a partner. And the universe aligned where we actually read this article from The Guardian about it's not right, it's not fair how uh, America treats its black farmers. And at that moment, um, we were like, this is our mission. We need to make sure that we're actually changing the way that not only do we see sugarcane in this country, but also how we treat our farmers and humanize, like reconnect humanity to actually what does it mean to get, get sustenance from the earth with and, and deliver equity and dignity to the farmers. And so the provosts were the first farmers that we connected with and they really told us their story about how they were fifth generation farmers, but due to discrimination practices and loan um, challenges from the USDA, they, had, they got their farm foreclosed on. And so they wanted to be farming, but, but because of the discrimination, they, they got kicked off their farm, lost their house. And so our mission has always been to find farmers who want to stay with the land um, and to really give them that dignity through our partnership. That's amazing. So, like, there's not even people who are aspiring to be farmers nowadays, right? Like, that's a, this is a lost art. This is a lost skill. This is lost trade. And it's intentional because people, like, the big farm, big, big ag is really making it hard for f small farmers to survive. In fact, Arbet, I don't yeah. know if you know the, the statistic, there's but... There's consolidation happening in the industry. And it's, and it's leading to a lot of suicides in the farming um, community yeah. as well. Not only in the United not States, but in India and Australia. So it's, it's a global issue. But our role is saying, okay, what the small piece of the puzzle can yeah. we address? Yeah. And that's the connection to minority yeah. sugarcane yeah. farmers. Uh, that's amazing. Small small puzzle piece of the puzzle is not that you're – I think you're talking about climate control. Yes. I mean, essentially, me and Balder were talking today about bees. Yeah. And there's a gentleman out there. What's his name? Uh, Sa what's his name, Sager? Or what's his uh, – the mushroom guy? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Jim Stamets. Paul Stemmons. He's literally saying there's a mushroom extract that will be able to help regenerate bees. Wow. wow. And it's incredible because he was just here a couple weeks ago for MAPS and talking about psychedelic mushrooms and all yeah. that stuff too. And I was like, I'd much rather hear about the mushrooms pertaining to bees mm -hmm. because I've always talked about how important it is that bees our be survival. Our survival because that's part of our ecosystem. And now you're talking about you're going out and you're trying to talk to farmers to say, what's the problem that y'all are facing? How can we help y'all? Not only that, you're taking it a step further. You're saying, how can we help minority farmers mm -hmm. keep their jobs, keep their families, mm -hmm. and then keep a living going to where this is a, a skill set that's passed along to regeneration generation? because the truth is that the bees die off, and if our soil goes to crap, mm -hmm. which it has already, mm -hmm. yeah. then we're not going to get the nutrients from our foods in order to survive and be healthy. So in my standpoint, we see in medicine and healthcare where people don't get the nutrients from their foods anymore. Mm -hmm. That potato that they used to eat was more dense in nutrients than it is ever today, but farmers literally have no choice but to go subsidize. 
corn, gluten, wheat, soy, all that stuff right there, it's processed. Right. Well, the things that you can make more fake stuff out of. Bingo. Right. Like it's basically <laughs> what, what it comes sugar. down to. We think yeah. about yep. that. Like the, this whole industry, if you can't be a sugarcane farmer if you're not connected to the mills. And that's what happened. It was this, this particular farmer, the provost, they got pushed out of the mill, so they just couldn't farm anymore. But Boomi, because we see the innovation that sugarcane can bring, literally the stock is regenerative every four years. You can use the whole plant, not only for the, the health of the water, but the plant itself can be turned into paper. It can be turned into um, uh, uh, biomass fuel. Yeah. It can be turned into bioplastic. a bioplastic. Straws. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> we can make straws with it. Yeah, <laughs> it, can be, it can truly revolutionize the way we see plant-based innovation. Yeah. Like just like hemp, it's like a, you know. It's a I was about to yeah, say that, that, yeah. That's one thing I did want to touch on, and I think you're touching on it, Absolutely. so I want to bring up the question, because I was going to say, what role does it play in the regenerate, regenerative process? Because I know, there, I know the, pros, the reason sugar canes are the way that they are, and I can't give you the science because I, I only barely skimmed through it. The idea that it can retain so much, 80% water, you said, also helps feed the rest of the crops around it. Is that... Give, give me more about that. Got it. So it's more regenerative because the, it's a grass, and grasses are just a natural. They suck carbon out of the atmosphere, and so that it's able to not only help the soil, help the um, reduce carbon emissions, but it's also able to take up nutrients. So every time you cut down a sugar cane, as long as you leave the eyes, or essentially like the main roots of the sugar cane, it can consistently grow for four years. So in that sense, it's regenerative because you don't have to keep on replanting it and dig up the soil. The soil can stay for four years. Now, granted, the way that sugarcane farming has traditionally been done, it's not good for the environment because they add pesticides and fertilizers. Yeah. And so, and that's, the, that's the, the benefit of having small farmers. They're able to do innovation with, that can better the land. So again, it's a win-win. Like you said, regeneration, it can't be done on a huge mass scale. We have to go back to smaller farms and say, what we've been doing hasn't been good for our bodies or the planet. We have to innovate. And with smaller farmers, they can do that. Hey Vitamizers, we are so thankful that you guys are listening to this podcast and enjoying it and responding to it. We love hearing your feedback and to thank you for listening to the podcast. If you haven't ordered an item from the Slenderella store before, we have a discount for you. If you go to www.slenderellausa.com, that link is also below. If you go to that link uh, and use the code WELCOME20, all one word, uh, at checkout, you will get 20% off your entire first order on our website. Again, thank you so much for listening to the How Do You Health podcast sponsored by Slenderella. Please go to our website, slenderellausa.com, use the code WELCOME20 at checkout, and you'll get 20% off of your entire order. Thanks so much, Vitamizers. That's amazing. I think, I think your mission is a lot bigger than what people are realizing right now because we don't know our farmers you know we have a good friend um with the uh, prep to your door and you've seen him here at the lunch and learn jeff Fias, and um he says you know how many steps it takes to get that food from that farm to your plate mm -hmm. and i mean you've seen the processes and the obstacles that it takes to get something so natural that's been around for centuries thousands of years and all of a sudden we're trying to refine it redefine it process it into something that has a prolonged shelf life right it's not natural right. it's really not natural right and you're saying we're going back to the roots yep. mm -hmm. and we're going back to where the problem starts from everything if we have an obesity problem in this country where sugar is the main issue you're saying we're going to the farms and we're going to the small farmers and saying hey how can we help you get your product out here to where people will benefit from this and it even saves the earth mm -hmm. 
I mean, you have a picture of the Earth right here on the back. Mm -hmm. I thought Fumi means Mother Earth in Sanskrit. And I was going to ask that too, right? <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. You're ambitious. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, you guys inspire our ambition. The fact that you guys are breaking down what it means to have a healthy lifestyle and building a community around health, that's what we were really missing. We moved from New Orleans where I think a lot of people kind of see health as something you do just to detox or retox. Yep. And so Austin community is still developing its, its uh, essence of being a health leader, I think, in the country. Um, and that's what we're really excited for is to find partners who are willing to really learn and educate. Because when you hear sugar water, of course, like, of course. the whole country is against it. But yeah. when you hear like comparison to coconut or a grass that's regenerative, it makes you start, start stop and think, like, what else could we do that can actually like, – we have to change the way we think of what's been told because it's intentional. Um, if you see a, a crop as something that's disposable and farmers is disposable, then it makes you not want to think about it. But if you see something as like that, something that has value, then we're going to treat our farmers differently. We're going to treat our crop differently. We're going to treat our bodies di uh, differently. And so that's what we're trying to do is just reconnect back to humanity through one, your health, how, how we connect with, with each other as people, and then also what is our job for the planet? And we know for a sugarcane bottle, that's going to change the, the way that we see um, plastic. However, it's not the end point. We want to be fully compostable. The current technology out there, because as a country, we don't have a compostable, a, like a really enhanced compostable system, we're choosing to do a sugarcane bottle that's recyclable to meet in the current system that we have now. So when you came up with the idea to do a sugarcane bottle, was this like you knew this from the beginning that you could do this or you found out after you started doing all of this uh we found uh the, uh, the correct answer is we found out after we started working on the idea so idea started when i was in uh the school in 24 2013 2014. so that since then uh i've been thinking about cane water why it is not here how um however uh i knew we knew that sugarcane is 100 percent compostable we knew that the qualities of sugarcane. We knew Brazil is making 40, generating 40 percent of its electricity ne uh, energy needs from bagasse. Bagasse is what is the waste out of sugarcane fiber after it is crushed. So we knew that, and then we started searching for, hey, probably probably it's possible to make packaging out of sugarcane. And then we found that there are com there are companies that are trying to innovate from plants uh, to to replace fossil fuel based plastics or oil based petroleum-based uh, plastics and that's the first step uh, towards that um, there are still there's still a lot of work to be done to uh, replace fossil fuel based plastics and the plastic pollution that we see in the world today and that ha you know uh, that has to come from both the sides that has to the companies like us and the bigger companies like coca-cola pepsi uh, nestle they have to take the responsibility of what they have created and find get a collaboration to figure out how to how do we solve this together and uh, incentivize people to bring the packaging back so that it can be recycled because the problem with the recycling is that a very less percentage of uh, the recycled product gets actually recycled yeah. by people so uh, uh, I uh, in India when, when I was growing up uh, we, we used to get incentivized to bring a bottle back and we used to get like certain cents back yep uh, which uh, is not there anymore, which is not very commonly practiced. Um, so yeah, uh, 
sorry to to answer your question yes it has been a journey we knew the qualities of sugarcane it was generative regenerative but uh, we re we research we dove deep um, into the idea as we move forward so is it y'all's goal to be zero waste Absolutely. oh yeah yeah and if it's not zero waste in the immediate how can we be at least net ne carbon neutral and there's a definitely some companies that we look like Guayaquil is really leading the charge in this it's a brand that's a yerba mate and they actually have um, cars that are completely energy fuel, fuel free um, they do their own distribution like there's there's brands that we want to emulate and say that like this is possible yeah. and so we just need to demand that as consumers they like does, yeah. it, does a company have a mission how are they contributing to uh, climate the climate crisis in a way that's like a solutions oriented yeah, yeah. Uh, and to add on to her um, we are zero waste in terms of when we crush the sugarcane stock it is getting composted in mushroom fields or people are using it to as a compost so we are repurposing it what we are not being able to do because of the scale is not able to put it back into the value chain in forms of cups nice. or in forms of you know higher value added things that can be it can continue its cycle until it is you know uh, composted by nature but right now it goes to uh, directly to the uh, farms so this is this goes into compost not the bottle but the sugarcane the sugarcane stocks will right okay so once it is squeezed there's a uh, sugarcane dry sugarcane fiber material yeah. it is called bagasse that goes to compost yeah. so what we can do Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, the fact that pretty much everything can be reused, right? Like we have a, one of our friends came to visit from California and her big thing is about like, it's not about recycling, it's about reusing things, right? And, and because y you're right, like most of the things that get recycled don't really get recycled, yeah. right? Because it's just a long process. Yeah. And then it's, I mean, that whole idea, I mean, I remember growing up once again in a border town in the Mexican side, it was always like, bring your bottles back and you get a discount like and it was a pretty hefty discount it was like yeah like i don't remember i can't even say 50 like 50 percent off or anything like that i can't tell you that yeah. but i know that it was like significant enough mm -hmm. for like if i went to the store to go get you know coke you know we used yeah. to drink a lot of coke back then my family would get pissed if i didn't bring a bottle because it would cost like twice the price almost you know right. and so and, and and I think that that still exists in Mexico. I don't know mm -hmm. that, like you said, it doesn't anymore in India. No. And, uh, but I know that in the U.S., like there's some states that, that do some sort yeah. of kickback, yeah. but it's like five cents, yeah. like not enough for anyone to want to even exactly. care to do that. Exactly. Right? Like Exactly. It's not enforced or it's not implemented. It's there, but it is not getting, you know, unless companies really want to make the change, they have, as you said, they have to increase the incentive or, you know, actually yeah, implement well in the marketing. Well, because if you're the store and you're like, well, then that means that I have to get my employees to take your bottles, go take it to the back, and then, like, that's just a waste of time, right? But it's like, but it's not a waste of our environment. Like, that's, like, that's how we should be thinking. The other day I saw a post on, like, someone that's using, like, uh, ground coffee beans to make cups. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's we, we need to it's demand awesome. that as customers. Yeah. Like, what can we, again, the closer, one of our, our mentors said, society is going to be judged on how close we can get back to nature, not how far we can, like, science and innovation is absolutely important, but to actually solve the, the crisis, we need to get back to the earth. Yeah, it's funny, I always joke with everyone about, like, everyone's planning, like he said today, he said, I can't wait to go to the moon. Mm -hmm. 
I can't wait to go live here and all that. It's like, well, what about here? What about this place? What about the idea that you can have innovators, game changers that say, we have problems here. We got to feed this. We got to change this. How do we drive ideas to focus on the problems that we have here? It's like people talk about wanting to feed the hungry. There's a lot of people here that are hungry. There's a lot of people here that are poor. There's a lot of people who can't make ends meet. But then at the same time, you still wonder like, well, what is it that I could be doing? And so when you talk about consumer driven, mm -hmm. the power is in the consumer. Mm -hmm. You only change your bottling and your packaging based off of what the consumers are telling you. I don't like this. I do like this. Can you make it like this? Because you get feedback, mm -hmm. right? And it's incredible because most people don't even know that there are options out there, right? Yeah. They just, they buy a Coke, they buy a soda, yeah. they buy some packaging. I mean, even the, the wrappers that fast food wraps their burgers oh, yeah. in has carcinogenics in it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, people have no idea about this, right? The Impossible Burger just came out yeah. and it's full of crap. Yeah. Mm. I mean, Baldo said today, Arby's came out with what meat vegetables meat, meat based vegetables no i mean i just <laughs> i mean I, I as a marketing person i love that idea like yeah. just the fact that i'm going to turn it around and like everybody's trying so they're to actually like vegetables not meat or no it's, it's meat, meat but that looks like vegetables oh that's which is like the opposite of everyone else yeah, but, trying but to, but you but imagine it's a marketing genius move uh, and it's like i wouldn't i'm not gonna uh, go and eat that yeah like, right but see but in that sense there's no long-term benefit, <laughs> right? There's not a the long-term benefit, right? Consumers are saying, hey, that's cool. It's innovative. It's hip. It's something new. That's fine. They're basically going to eat whatever is pre presented to them, right? Mm -hmm. But if Boomi was a drink that was offered at fast food restaurants, mm. then one all day. one day, then all of a sudden you're like, I can pick a soda. Or I can pick this, mm -hmm. right? And if people actually knew the thought process and what it meant in Sanskrit to basically say, this is Mother Earth, you're giving back, and you know, everything we do is for the farmers and all that, then people would say, you know, that's pretty cool. I choose to put my money behind a company that is conscious about what this Earth is going through, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's part of the bigger movement. And so, you know, we're rooting for y'all, like, yeah. because it's incredible. Like, you've, I'm a doctor, I'm a practitioner, right? There's only so much that I can do. And I've mm -hmm. said from day one, I can't help everyone. I can't stick a needle in everyone's arm. I would love to if I could and give them all the vitamins and nutrients. But then I keep seeing all these people that you know, are sick and they're unhealthy. And the healthcare system is not helping. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not. It's you guys. It's you guys with every single product that you come out with. I mean, you have freaking turmeric and ashwagandha <laughs> in one of your drinks. I mean, that's incredible because turmeric is one of those things that could kill cancer cells. And ashwagandha is one of the things that regenerates your adrenals. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, yeah, we have that in our drink. Oh, we also have Moringa drinks as well, mm -hmm. too. It's like, oh, what else do you want? I think you even <laughs> said earlier today, it's like, what else do you want in your drink? I'm yeah. like, wow, that's incredible because you have so many health benefits in this drink and it's like it starts with sugarcane water yeah. that's how it starts the conversation what's sugarcane water oh it's this mm -hmm. and why do you why sugarcane water it's because the farmers well what's going on with the farmers mm -hmm. right and it, it's just i keep staring at this earth right here on the back of this label right here us. and it is yeah. i mean what y'all are doing is ambitious yeah thank you I don't consider it crazy. Thank you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> people probably look at y'all like crazy, especially when y'all go to trade shows and all that, right? They're like sugarcane water guys. Seriously, yeah. like, yeah. what the, what the hell's ashwagandha, yeah. right? You know. But I mean, I 
I love what y'all are doing. Thank, Thank you. you. I, I, I think this is incredible. So so kind of walk us through the process here as far as the stuff that's in here. Like, why did you choose turmeric and ashwagandha together? Yeah, okay. The other thing I want to ask you about, is that, well, it's the same subject, is like all your vitamins here, because we talk about vitamins and, and all that. And, you know, but you got 30%, 20% B6 in here, mm-hmm. 35% vitamin C, right? Like those are yeah. two big numbers. There's a, there's a smaller percentage of a bunch of other things, but mm-hmm. that just sticks out to me, and I'm pretty sure that's important, and there's a reason behind that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the one you're seeing uh, has ginger and uh, this is amla. great for joints too. Yeah, uh, and amla. Amla is uh, English name is Indian gooseberry, and uh, uh, research has shown that it is the herb, uh, only herb on the planet with with the highest antioxidant ORAC value. Uh, and Wait, say that again. I'm learning this. Antioxidant value. The amla. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Or Indian and gooseberry. Is uh, that it's called Indian gooseberry. Okay. It is also coming from Ayurvedic philosophy. Yep. Uh, and uh, I, I grew up on this. Like my dad would, you know, after my training in the morning, like we would go exercise, come back, and he would either have a wheatgrass shot. We would, it, it's like seven uh, parts. Uh, you cook, uh, you uh, have uh, Cut the grass. Uh, wheats, and it will se- on seven day grass will come out. So I'll have a wheatgrass shot on one day. Then amla will have a meshed. Uh, amla and then you uh, mix it with water so that it the juice comes out mm-hmm. and I'll have that and this, these are the things turmeric is in 90% of Indian foods yep oh yeah uh, ashwagandha is also you know mm-hmm. queen of uh, Ayurvedic uh, herbs yep uh, uh, moringa is known as drumsticks in Ayurveda it they is, eat uh, moringa like uh, in every uh, sambar it's like it's one of the traditional meals it's a South Indian food uh, it is known as a, uh, a drumsticks it's like you uh, it's like a flower out of the moringa tree yeah um so i grew up on this and uh, uh you know thinking about when you know going back into what do we want to be and you know wh- where do we want to be as a product and these flavors came out and we thought of we researched about okay what would pair well turmeric and ashwagandha because they go well and what are the functionality that we want to give so for example in in th- for turmeric and ashwagandha skew we were aiming to be you know uh, in, uh, along with the anti-inflammatory and the p- qualities that come out of turmeric, we also want something on the stress relief, which is ashwagandha is known for as well. Yep. Uh, so that was uh, that became okay. This is something that we're going to do, and then black pepper because it increases the bioavailability of curcumin uh, uh, in the body, and then uh, uh, moringa and wheatgrass because uh, 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 wheatgrass, you know, people know how powerful it is, and moringa also, you know, people. Know, uh, people taste. who know uh, uh, how powerful it is, uh, but uh, repeat consumption is you know taste is not w- it's pa- it's not easily palatable when you take a shot. You have yep. to chase it probably with a lime or lemon. Sure. Uh, so it went really well with cane water. It was like basically a superfood like a, a beverage at 3-4 p.m. where after lunch uh, you need a snack and you don't want to crash and it will take you through the the afternoon. Um, and for that, it was like ginger and amla, you know, I, I, I used to have this in the vitality. mornings. Uh, it was like, okay, add ginger, add amla, uh, some, you know, uh, salt in it or pepper in it. And I would just uh, gulp it. And I was like, great. Uh, and my dad basically would like, oh, I drink this. This is great for you. He was my first coach. Who and just turned uh, yeah. 56 today. And he's to- uh, no, no, today he turned 65. 66. Sorry, 66. Oh, shoot. Yeah. 66. Today is his, his birthday. Yeah. Awesome. Happy uh, birthday, Dad. Happy <laughs> birthday, <Baba. laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, it came from experience and it came from research. And, and Ayurvedic wisdom. Uh, yeah, like, this Ayurvedic is 6,000 years ago. People yeah. were taking these uh, 
you know, earth uh, elements. So we call them super botanicals. And like 6,000 years of wisdom, like we got to respect and honor that. Um, and I think it, it's, I come from Minnesota, so I didn't know of any of these, maybe turmeric, right? Yeah. But like imagine, and so I was a public school teacher, very stressed out. I'd get sick all the time and I'd take DayQuil, NyQuil, and um, ibuprofen. That's like what I'd pop regularly, just because like the stress I had to keep going. It's about a little, nice little concoction. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I ca- yeah. And I just kept on burning out. And um, and so like to, to now being able to offer something that gives me energy, like I used to be so stressed, I used to have carpal tunnel and just personally it makes me feel so much better. And now I get to offer that to people in New Orleans who like so many women struggle with pain and stress and to offer this to women who say quote I don't like to eat things healthy or to men to give a moringa to a guy who's like I don't like greens but then they like it and this is helping them with their digestion I think I believe that we can actually transcend that barrier of like oh I'm not healthy to like I just want to feel better and like oh this connects to this this is something that's it tastes good and it's good for me. And so that's, that's, that's kind of, we don't want to be elitist and be like a super smoothie. That's like eight bucks. We want to be as affordable and as accessible as possible to really just be available. Um, and that's what I think you guys are doing too, which is like Slenderella is such a good thing for your body. And, um, yeah, and what she what she said comes with the same connects with the mission because we know that health disparities yes. are also most prevalent in communities of color. So we we would love we are working to make it more accessible. Right now it is four forty nine and four forty nine. We know it is still not uh, in within the reach of a lot of communities, and we want to make sure that we make this accessible to the people because food is uh, All right. Uh, medicine food is medicine. The philosophy of Ayurveda oh, yeah. mm. um, and how can we do that and it takes uh, uh, the more we put this word out hopefully people resonate with this yeah. and uh, research on their own and ask us questions uh, and hopefully we can answer hopefully we're answering those questions yeah and I, I'm glad you brought that up because I had that conversation earlier today with someone today and we talk about it all the time that look, like the mission is not to like make things more like like as per like per box or per drink like to make to be more profitable from mm. those things it's more like i rather make less out of each thing but have more people be able to afford it and use it yeah. and, and you know so we can empower more people we always right. keep talking yep. about like yeah we're in westlake here in austin and it's great and like we could probably charge whatever we want and and we don't because we also want the people from the east side to be able mm. to come over here. we like to open up at some point in the east side and be able to have people to just afford it because like one of our missions is to make food free yeah like that's just a right for people right like and we want to save soil amen and and so that's 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 the mission and yeah it's not about like who can afford it like yeah there is always going to be like how can we scale it and make it more affordable for people and you got to start somewhere Mm -hmm. um but at the same time it's like like what else are you looking to do right Right. exactly and then the thing about it is so i come from a medical background Mm -hmm. right that's that's what i look at and I really say I'm not dealing with medicine anymore. I deal with health. I love that. Right? I was in a sick care system. Mm. Medicine comes from plants. Right. Most of them do. They're synthesized and then they're, you know, turned into GMOs and all that. But, like, it's funny because I gave a shot to a lady today. Mm. And she goes, oh, my husband's going to flip when I, he hears that he got a, I got a vitamin shot today because he's a doctor. And, you know, he probably think I'm just wasting my money. Yeah. And I was like, you know what I just gave you in that shot? 
you have no idea. She's going to come back and say, I felt amazing off it. I felt great. And I'm going to say, I did something where I detoxed your liver. I basically helped restore your gut lining, and I helped restore your adrenals for just a slight second. And it is because when you say, wow, it's like it's simple. Doctors are missing the boat when it comes to what's available out here. And I truly believe that everything we've ever need from health is already on Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. And what you're taking is the most simplest approach of saying what's in our environment because we're products of our environment. Right. Whatever's around us, we take from thousands of years and say, we're going to cook this and do this. I mean, Baldo jokes around. It's like, who decided they were going to smoke toad one day and all of a sudden have a life-altering experience? Like, it's just <laughs> people look at different ways to benefit and, and enhance their health. And it's incredible because medicine is not going to solve world's problems. Mm. It's food mm. and the people who are involved with food. It's the food companies. And I've looked at y'all in awe. I feel very blessed that we're a part of the food community now, even though we're in healthcare. Mm. But so are y'all. Absolutely. Your health and wellness, yeah. your that. food and wellness. Yes. That's how I look at it, right? So every single company that we've embarked here in Austin, especially the close ones like y'all, mm -hmm. you always have a bigger movement. It's not about profits. Mm -hmm. It's not about saying we're going to get into Whole Foods and we're going to get into HEB and we're going to get into Walmart and all that stuff. You're saying, no, we got to get this in every person's hands because it's going to make them healthier mm -hmm. and on top of that while we have your attention we're going to tell you how we're going to change the world and how we're going to regenerate the soil how we're going to save the farming community so you can continue to eat your gluten-free bread <laughs> and eat your vegan cheese and whatever you want to save your kids right because if you look at things like the peanut why in the world is the peanut so detrimental to the to the human body nowadays the soil, has changed, right? the soil. Mm -hmm. it's the soil right we have a friend who's about to walk in here right now, and I swear, I had a conversation with him. He's in food. Mm -hmm. We had the same conversation with him maybe three months ago. And I said, what's the problem? How do you solve food? Because I do believe food is a human right. right. Plants and vegetables, fruits and vegetables should be a human right for everyone because it's Absolutely. been that way for thousands yeah. of years, and medicine's trying to patent it. Mm. Agriculture is ba – the reason why I think the hemp bill was so important is because if – FDA and the medicine and all that would have turned over and said, like, we're actually taking this and turn into a medicinal medication. Mm -hmm. It's like, how can you patent nature? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Imagine if someone yeah. comes along and says, hey, you know what? This is really helping people. Can we turn this into a medicine? You're going to say, no, turmeric is not for sale. Right. Exactly. Turmeric is Absolutely. not for sale. How can you do that? Yeah. There's no way. It's, yeah. it's natural. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm thinking and what you have here is something that's truly going to benefit people, and there's no medication on earth that's going to beat the power yeah. of turmeric. Yeah. I mean, if I could put curcumin in an IV, there you sure go. I would. <laughs> I mean, we've I, been I, trying. I, we've been trying. <laughs> we keep calling because I told him the other day the next thing I want is an IV full of curcumin, resveratrol, mm. CBD, you know, glutathione. I want NAD in there. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's all to basically regenerate the body. And it's incredible. I love that. Regenerate the body. Wow. Regenerative agriculture. We that. have to because we're under stress every day. Yeah. Stress equals inflammation. It equals disease. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible because the number one problem in our country is sugar. Mm -hmm. Sugar causes disease. Sugar causes so many cancers and so much diabetes and Alzheimer's that it's an epidemic under so many different proportions to where people literally are just feeding their kids at Halloween I was that parent yeah. that I was like my kids are not eating this candy they're not eating this poison exactly. but yet 
I didn't want to take the mm. tr trick or treat away from so kids and be the weird guy. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're going to let them trick or treat, but then we're going to give away that candy. <laughs> I mean, we are. I mean, we're going to be really generous. And we're going to be very generous, right? Yeah, but you imagine that it's the norm to eat sugar. Yeah. What it's just that's the norm. And exactly. what if? But that's what's so crazy is like the aha moment of like knowing that something actually is actually really good for you. Like we're like the, the meat vegetables. That sounds crazy, but vegetables are good for you. But sugar cane juice is good for you. We're taking this plant and we're ruining it. And I think like, what else are we doing in our lives? Like silence. Yeah. Silence is so important, right? Meditation is important, yeah. but yet we're filling things yeah. that are really noisy and busy. Yeah. And we just need to keep going back to yeah. again, Mother Earth. What does Mother Earth have wisdom yeah. for us? Yeah, and it goes back to the last 300, 400 years of modern history on how sugar became a commodity. Mm. And that connects to the oppression of uh, communities of color because that was how colonization f was fueled because sugar was making money. Mm. Sugar was a, a, a very unique, um, a, a not, it was not available, it was only available to very few people in, uh, in like thousand years ago. But over the years, people uh, figured out to make uh, refined sugar out of it and last 200 300 years if you it's look addictive. at the history of yeah. sugar uh, and the per capita consumption or per the consumption numbers it basically became a commodity the refined sugar and why because it was creating profits for uh, to fuel the colonization process um, so it it's like the whole uh, if uh, that's what we are also trying to do is to go peel off the layer Keep learning, pe yeah. peel off the layer go go look at what has happened why d why are we here today uh, and we look at that and we we go to all sorts of places we go to health disparities we are going to economic disparities we are going to to uh, oppression for the people of color um, f another fact mahatma gandhi uh, who is a father of india uh, indian nation uh, he uh, his first assignment as a lawyer uh, when he became uh, an attorney uh, he went to south africa to fight for indentured labor on sugarcane farms, so the it has been it has that kind of history, uh, the sh the history of sugarcane and the history of sugar how it has changed the world, uh, and uh, one thing that surprises us is uh, uh, is why people are not talking about it. At least we, we need to talk about it and share it. Yeah, forgive for fine sugars, and yeah. let's talk about the actual commodity and how we can make it better for yeah. our planet and people. Yeah, yep. yeah. I am, but no one knows about it. That's the thing. Y'all are the first people I've ever seen that has a sugar cane water, but Balda grew up with it. Mm -hmm. It's like this. He actually introduced Topo Chico to me. Oh, wow. Right? Oh, and yeah, like, I grew up with that, too. And yeah. he grew, grew up, up with, with that, too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, right? I, yeah. I'm, I'm here in Austin growing up, and it's like uh, Ozarka water, spring water. I'm surrounded by spring water, right? So I'm ch I choose to drink spring water because yeah. I know it's local, yeah. right? Yeah. I grew up with pecan wa uh, pecans around me, and I was eating that all the time. And so it's crazy because most of the medicinal plants – are coming from Mexico mm. and so it's like we're going back to our roots again yeah. right mm. and uh, we want to talk about like nature what's in my blood is agriculture mm. my ancestors perfected hydroponics wow. and aquaponics right and so if you talk about regenerative yeah. soil if that doesn't happen we're going to aquaponics next right, right? which can be grown on Mars mm. right and we should bring it we should use innovation like science is important Let's just learn again from Mother Earth. And I can't thank you guys enough for this opportunity. <laughs> it was so fun nerding out about yes, our mission and about so your guys' commitment to health. Like, it's yeah. truly we found our people. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. I yeah. can tell you this. Thank we are huge so fans. Uh, how do people get a hold of your drinks? How do they find it? 
So uh, drinkboomy.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at boomycanewater. We're doing actually a, a giveaway coming up um, to help us design our t-shirt to get that message out there. So if you like creativity, we'd love for you to help our design our t-shirt. But we're also going to do a giveaway with you all, um, hopefully with a, an affiliate code. Yeah, we'll just look at the show notes and we'll have like some affiliate codes uh, for you guys. Uh, you know, we'll probably do something with like love your liver kind of deal. Or love yeah. your liver. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you all for coming on. Thank you so much. Yeah. Much gratitude. <laughs> much gratitude. Thank you guys.